I'm speaking with Kristen Furman. Kristen is an artist and writer who has lived a car-free life for the last 10 years. She is passionate about sharing her experience of car-free living with others. After living for several years in San Francisco, New York, and Boston, Kristen moved back to her hometown in northern Michigan before moving to Detroit. I want to start by talking a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Traverse City, Michigan, across the lake from Chicago, and it was a small town. It's a tourist town and very car dominant. What was your experience of growing up there like? It was lovely. I grew up on the water. I grew up next door to my grandparents. But it's very interesting because I grew up listening to stories from my grandma, Arlene Lautner. And we are a pioneer family in Traverse City. So to hear her stories growing up about walking to a one-room schoolhouse, not going to church because you needed a car, just very interesting to hear about what Traverse City was like in the 20s and how they managed, how they got around. For special occasions, they would use the car. So it's very interesting to think about the infrastructure of the town, but also how it's really become a nice walkable place with the trails, the downtown community, but still very spread out. How did that experience and hearing those stories help to shape you going forward, do you think? Well, I grew up on M22 and it was a very busy highway. And my grandfather next door would take walks down to the marina. And we just really enjoyed that time together, that experience, being able to go get ice cream at Ware's Brothers. But the issue was the traffic, the busy road. And my grandparents even faced a lot of zoning issues. Back in the 60s and 70s, we had the road widened, M22, and they built their house on the lot in 1949. So you can imagine how the property that I grew up on has really changed and evolved over the past 60, 70 years. And what led you on that journey from growing up in Traverse City to then choosing to live in cities as an adult? I always loved the downtown area of Traverse City and having that community feel in my little neighborhood of Grelickville, being on the marina, having my elementary school just around the corner, having that walkability, having that taste of it at a very young age was just so It was so empowering. And I dreamed about the day I would go away to college and be able to walk to class and walk to visit my friends and go to a restaurant, get a coffee. I would fantasize about it growing up and watch Sex in the City, of course, as a teenager. And so I would just kind of romanticize the walkable life and somehow was able to create it from moving to San Francisco when I was 23. That was back in the 2000s. And to see how cities have changed since then, it's been really pretty fascinating. And to be able to spearhead a need and a want for walkability, even in Detroit. What then led you to leave San Francisco and to move to Detroit? Well, it's actually a very long story. I left San Francisco in 2011. So I went back to Michigan and then I went to New York. So I worked in fashion in New York. Then I went to Boston kind of pulled back, had more of a mellow lifestyle, was doing a lot of writing about mindfulness, and had a complete shift in perspective, a less is more mentality, really. And then after three years in Boston, I returned to Michigan right before the pandemic. And then after three years in Traverse City, my hometown, I came to Detroit. And the reason I came to Detroit was because I wanted a challenge as if living car-free in northern Michigan wasn't a challenge enough. I thought the Motor City is what I want to tackle next. 
I want to share what I've been doing for nine years with a very car dominant city. So that's what led me here. What has that adjustment been like? Well, it's been interesting because I get a lot of funny looks, a lot of people thinking, how do you do it? But I live in a very walkable neighborhood. I chose this apartment based on the grocery stores and the transit. So even though we have a bus system that's not always the most reliable, I have utilized it and I've shared with others how I utilize it. And so hopefully other people realize, wow, if even a girl from Northern Michigan isn't afraid to try these new things, maybe I can do it too. So I'm hoping that other people might venture out or even take the queue line and leave the car at home if they're driving in for a Pistons game or a Red Wings game. Just changing that perspective so people understand how to use transit because parking is always an issue, especially with the draft coming up and a lot of big Detroit events this year. What are some of the things that have surprised you as you've lived car-free in Detroit so far? I actually have been surprised at how wonderful the bike lanes are. It feels safer than it did in Northern Michigan because of the protection in some of the lanes. And there are many, many people that do bike. It's a pretty big bike community. So I was surprised about that. And I was also surprised to make a wonderful community of people that are also car free. That was a big surprise because there was no question. I knew I wouldn't be able to just easily get to the suburbs and I knew it would be difficult, but it's been kind of an interesting experiment to see how I've been able to do it and how people in the city are really, really pushing for transit, bike lanes, walkability, even making the suburban communities more pedestrian friendly. It's been really surprising and great to see. And how has it been in terms of finding that community? Was it difficult to find that community of people who are like-minded in that respect? They found me before I even got here. They found me on Twitter. So that was me. There is a few people. There's David Gifford of the Detroit Transit Guide and his wife, Casey, who's also an artist as I am as well. So there are people that I was talking to even before I came here, years before I came here. So the community is what definitely gave me some hope, but I still am surprised completely. And I do have friends, of course, that have cars and I have friends who live a completely different lifestyle as I do, but I've inspired a few people to get out and explore some new neighborhoods. So that's very neat. What are some of the challenges that you would say you run into living car-free in Detroit? Challenges would be getting places reliably outside of the city. If I want to go to Traverse City for the holiday, it's very limited to go home. I could fly or I could take an eight-hour bus connection from Detroit to Grand Rapids and then up to Traverse City. But the lack of connectivity between communities has been a big challenge. I don't leave the city limits very much. Also, another challenge would be the connectivity with buses. That can be really hard because sometimes the bus doesn't show up and then you're stuck in a strange neighborhood or maybe not the most desirable spot. So that can definitely be a challenge for safety. Have you found yourself having to resort to ride shares sometimes in some of those situations? Yeah, I'll get Lyft, I'll get Uber now and then, but I did all the math and I spent $160 in rideshare in 2023. So that would be about the same as, I don't even know what car insurance is now. Is that comparable <laughs> for a month of car insurance? Probably not. I'm curious too, you mentioned some of the reactions that people have. What kind of reactions do you get when people find out that you're living in Detroit without a car? A lot of people think it's a phase or... They think I need help. A lot of people think I need help. 
when I miss an appointment or don't go somewhere, they assume it's because I can't get there. Sometimes it's just because I have something else going on, but I always find a way, whether it's rideshare, I love walking in the winter. I feel empowered getting my groceries and carrying four bags of my own food from the farmer's market. Like, I love it. I get a lot of joy out of it. But people assume I need help. They think I need a ride or I don't enjoy it. But I think the biggest surprised reactions that I get are people that just love the convenience of getting from point A to point B. But to me, it's an entire lifestyle. The active travel and being able to run into people you may know or just smiling at a stranger. I just think the lifestyle, it works for me. I love it. And it makes me feel more connected. You mentioned travel. When you travel, do you tend to seek out places where you can go car-free? I do. I don't travel that much. I've been car-free 10 years, and I truly have been dwelling in my place of residence, truly. When it comes to the community of people that you found in Detroit, are most of them people who are relative newcomers to the city, or are there also longtime residents who are really activists for things like transit and bicycling in Detroit? Most of them are natives. And so for the people that are really pushing, I think that's wonderful because they grew up in this community and they still see the need for a more connected community. It's interesting too to me to see how longer time residents are able to take advantage, hopefully, of some of the changes that are coming to Detroit, because I know that it's been a struggle for people who've lived in Detroit for a long time with all the ways in which the city has been disinvested in over time. Absolutely. Especially seeing what happened with the automotive industry 15, 16, 17 years ago. And my first job out of college was actually as an automotive recruiter for Aerotech. And then after living that life for a year, I think that's probably one of the most important parts of my story is that I was engaged to be married to an automotive engineer working as an automotive recruiter in 2007. So I watched the whole thing just come crashing down. I'd have to call these engineers that were facing foreclosure. So I think that industry and seeing it so firsthand, deciding to move to a walkable place, which was San Francisco a year later, I think people are open to change because things weren't working. And unfortunately, a lot of people had to change industries, but they are doing some interesting things. Ford just purchased and is renovating Michigan Central, which is our beautiful historic train station. It's not going to be a train station, but they're trying to do new and creative things within transportation. So hopefully it's going to be more green and we do invest in trains again. Yeah, it's fascinating how Detroit became such a city that was so focused around the automobile and the ways in which it rode that kind of cycle of boom and bust over time with that. Yeah, and to think that we just undid everything. With all of the roads, we look at these wonderful communities that are no longer Black Bottom, Paradise Valley, that were all destroyed to make freeways. And they did that. And I find it very fascinating when people kind of forget the history to have Black business leaders be really advocates for the automotive industry when their family got their entire neighborhood demolished for a car. Very ironic. I'm struck to you by what you said earlier. I feel like people just don't have a sense of imagination to be able to see what life can look like without the automobile at the center of it. I think it's the imagination that is one of my very favorite parts of this because it's creating this life that really works for you, whether it's biking, riding the bus, riding the train, walking, 
it's what works for you. And I think using your imagination and having fun with it has been one of the most beneficial things for me going car free. What are some of your favorite places in Detroit to walk around and to explore? Wow. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love going down to the river walk. They are connecting the river walk from the Belle Isle area all the way down to Riverside Park. So that's over by the Ambassador Bridge. So I've watched a lot of that happen. It's not completely connected yet, but there's a lot of neat new developments. So I really enjoy just a nice day down by the river. There is a great trail called the Dequinder Cut with some amazing art. It's all an old like train track. So now it is covered in art. You can bike, run. So you can take the Dequinder cut down to the Riverwalk from Eastern Market. So I'd say my perfect day would be going from my home here in Midtown, biking through Brush Park to Eastern Market to get groceries. So I get fresh produce, maybe some flowers, taking the Dequinder cut to the river, and then riding down the Riverwalk, and then coming back up and then coming home. Just like exploring. It's my favorite. You mentioned the queue line earlier. How useful do you find that to be in terms of getting around? So my apartment is right on a queue line stop. So it's very convenient for me if I want to go to New Center or to downtown. But either direction is very walkable to me. So the thing is, it's not so much that I need it, but it is convenient for me. It doesn't really get people to where they need to go outside of the Woodward stretch. And it's like three and a half miles, I think, three miles. So three miles is quite walkable for me. It would be nice if the queue line went in more directions. What are some of the hidden gems you've found when you've been exploring Detroit that have really surprised you? There are so many. There are so many hidden gems. And before I moved here, I didn't look at any books or ideas of things to do. Everything I found was just walking around or biking around. And then every now and then I would see something like up in Hamtramck, there is the Hamtramck Disneyland, like an art installation. But similar to that, up there, I found Art Block by mistake when I was up in the New Center North End area all these really neat art installations and old things that are made. It's so neat how Detroit has turned a lot of destruction into art. I could go on and on. I could probably do a whole series on like hidden art. It's really neat. Yeah, I think that resilience of Detroiters is something that's really remarkable that really stands out. Definitely. I was actually on my bike one day going down to the Ambassador Bridge, and I just out of nowhere passed this beautiful wall of art on Werner Highway. And I thought, wow, this is so cool. And then there was a guy interviewing this other man on the street. This is just typical Detroit. There's a guy in a wheelchair, just hanging out, has a notebook, talking to this other man about my age. Turns out this man that was in the wheelchair is named Lee Kennedy, and he opened the first Black-owned record store in Detroit and helped people like Barry Gordy get on the radio. He was like very instrumental with Motown. So I thought that was extremely interesting when you just are taking a ride off the beaten path and then you hear these really neat stories that have been forgotten. I don't want to dwell on this too long, but I know that a lot of people have concerns about safety with Detroit. What has your experience been like with that when you're venturing around the city? It has been good. I would say staying alert is extremely important. I had some kids come up from behind me once and try to take my bag. 
So there's things like that. I've never gotten in any situation in 16 years of being in and out of city life, but just staying alert, not going out super late in funny neighborhoods, staying around well-lit areas, being around people. But sometimes seeing groups can be a little scary. Groups of people or groups of kids can be scary. But I have not had any situations where I felt unsafe other than that. What are some of the things that you're most excited about that are happening in terms of Detroit's continued evolution? Well, tonight is our Michigan State of Transit meeting. That will be very interesting to hear what some of our leaders have to say about the future of transit. I know we have a lot of exciting things hopefully happening. I've been working on a series for the People Mover. This is something fun that I've been doing where I've been covering all of the art in every single People Mover station and then researching the artists. And I'm hoping that this year with the draft coming up, more people will check out the People Mover. And the People Mover and the Q-Line are both free all year. That's very exciting. So that is getting funded. So people will be able to try it out for themselves and see if they like it. Thank you for taking time to talk and for sharing about Detroit. It's been interesting for me as someone who's not that familiar with Detroit to learn more about your experience there. Great. I'm glad you enjoyed learning about Detroit.